Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on a Monday, Monday, Monday. Al Dukes, how you doing? Good morning, Jerry. I was just uh, scrolling through Twitter. A couple things. I see the guy who's the head of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, is uh, stepping down as Twitter, whatever he is, Twitter person. CEO, maybe? Yeah. Yes, CEO, Jerry. Okay. He's stepping down. People are trying to speculate why he's stepping down. Like, is there some sort of nefarious thing from his past creeping up or is he just had it with Twitter or was he going to do other things? You know what the story is. Maybe he's made enough money. Maybe. Like if you ever got to a point, let's say you started, you know, Al's boring podcast network. Yeah. And oh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. So this is a good example. I don't you were out on Friday. Uh, I mentioned to Sal that Tiki Barber sold his Thuzio company. I don't even know what that is. Thuzio is the company that he started where basically celebrities and athletes go and do corporate talks and stuff like that, I believe. Okay. It's just another, and there's a few of those out there, but he had one. I think he created with mostly athletes, um, and he did it like 10 years ago. He was bought out by TikTok's rival, Trillion, I think was the name of the company, which I never heard of, and no one knew exactly what the terms were, but let's just say it was a hefty purchase. Okay. So like your Tiki Barber, that don't imprint. I'm just kidding. Um, so let's say you're Tiki, but you're Al, and you have a podcast network you start. And all of a sudden, in five years, Spotify comes to you. They want to buy out your podcast network, and they give you $60 million. Isn't it enough? Yeah, I'm a goner. Like, see ya. So maybe this guy, he's made a ton running Twitter. He's like, you know what? Why am I bothering anymore? Yes. I'm good. Maybe I would love to take over Twitter. I could run Twitter. And you could apply. I'll straighten it right out, Jerry. Why don't you apply? Apply on the jobs board over there at Twitter. Indeed.com, like, I'm sure. <laughs> Indeed might have it. Okay. And just <laughs> uh, post my or LinkedIn or something and post my resume to it. Yeah. Twitter oh, okay. CEO, Al Dukes. Yeah. 
I probably just show up to a big office every every day, talk that, to people about what do you tweets. Do? Review tweets. I guess. Yeah. I just review tweets, Jerry. I bet you he's worth a lot of money. Yeah. So he's stepping down. That's going to be the big news of the day. Non baseball Max Scherzer related. Got it. Okay. Then I also see that starting today, travel to several African countries will be suspended, Jerry, due well, to the uh, Omicor or Omnicor, whatever, Omicor, uh, the strand of the virus. Well, considering I don't want to leave the United States, I don't care. Correct. Doesn't bother me. Right. Although... Boomer tried to get me to go to Africa for a safari. I'm not interested in going to Africa. And legit was trying to get you to go. Yeah. Yeah. There are very few uh, countries I'm interested in going to. Other than America. If I had, so uh, you've been to Italy already. So yeah. you crossed that one off the list. You've been there. For me, I would say I'd like to see the beaches in Greece. Okay. Other than that, I would, I see, I would like to go to Australia. Me but too. It's too far. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with all these countries. They're too far. Yeah. But I like going to Europe, for instance. What is it? Seven hours? I can deal with that. Australia's 24 hours. Yeah. I'm not interested. Like, I'd like to go to Japan. You have any interest in Japan? Zero. Absolutely not. Greece, you said. Like, I guess I'd be interested in Greece. What about like Spain? No. Yeah, me neither. No not Spain. Really. I, Al, when I tell you, I have no interest in anywhere but the United States, uh, tropical islands, and Greece. I think that's about it. I would like to go, and I know it's I know it's the United States. I would like to go to Alaska, though. Yeah. I would like to see that. I know you've done that already. They're not so great. Well, it's all right. I would just like to see it. I think that would be cool. Right, there's a lot of things I just want to see. There, I don't want to go there for days and days. Sure. But when you go on a plane for nine hours or 23 hours, you end up having to stay there forever to make it worth your while. You're spending time there for sure. Spending time there, Jerry. Which so is probably why I'll never go to Alaska. Cancel your plans to Africa, Jerry, because that yeah. is not happening. Now, I have no plan. What about Russia? Would you want to go to Russia? No, no chance. Yeah, me neither. They're acting like uh, the news, Jerry, is acting like this uh, the, This new strain of the virus is like crazy killing people. Like, it, there's no indication it's any worse than... See, it's interesting. I think it depends, and this goes back to what you said last week. I think it depends on who you're watching. So I watched uh, a couple of the cable news networks about this, and some had the red flags and the red alerts out. I watched CBS this weekend. They were so calm about it at least yesterday morning, Yeah, it was more of, yes, this is concerning, but let's take a step back because while it might be more transmissible, I think, I, I forget which doctor it was that said it. He said, it also might not be anywhere near as severe as anything we've seen. Correct. It might just be what it is. Every, you might get it, but it's going to do nothing to you. So I thought CBS actually, and I, I can only speak to CBS this morning on Sunday. I don't know about the rest of the time. I thought they did a great job of not creating panic yesterday. Oh, so you're going shout out CBS. Is that right, Jerry? Yeah, I thought I really, I forget who it was. Um, Andrea Grimes, is that her name? Could be. I think Andrea Grimes was the anchor for the local portion, and it was a very similar story. And then the CBS this morning, I thought they, yeah, I thought it was. All right, good for them then. I thought it was good. Hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. That's right. Two of my favorite podcast people have combined to uh, in, to uh, do an interview, and uh, it's my new favorite, this fellow named Ben Shapiro. With Call Her Daddy? No, not Call Her Daddy, but with Dave Ramsey. Oh, okay. They're discussing money. I have that for my ride home. It's only 20 minutes. I would be interested minutes. in listening to that. It's only 21 minutes, which makes me think it, it's going to be very basic. And boring. Yeah, basic. 
Yeah, well, well like I mean, you can't really get into it because it's it's just twenty minutes. It's going to be the basics. A three-hour Rogan one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finances are complicated. I, right. I want a three-hour Joe Rogan sits down with Dave Ramsey to talk about finances, Jerry. I don't blame you. I hear you. I have a couple articles here, Jerry. Let me read you the first um, headline because it's a terrific headline, and we love headlines here. Yeah. Uh, and this comes from Georgia. This is not uh, like a foreign country where you think, oh, is this made up? Is well, this Georgia's fake in news? Russia. So this is actually Georgia, United States, Georgia. Oh, okay. It says this, Jerry. Webcam model accidentally shoots herself in the vagina and survives. What? Shoots herself with what? Uh, well, she... Sh- a she, gun? Yeah. Accidentally shot herself in the vagina with a gun. The model, her name is Lauren Hunter Damon. She's 27. She was alone in her room when the firearm was discharged. Police got to the scene. There was a paramedic there who was holding an unloaded handgun and and a 9mm bullet casing, uh, bullet casing, telling them the victim had accidentally shot herself in her vagina. Damn. Uh, there was a small amount of blood on her leg, and she was apologizing when the the they came in to help her, saying she wanted to explain that she had shot herself by mistake. Did, does, does the article go on to say why she had a gun pointed well, in that direction? They said that uh, she has subscribers on a sexual web platform called Chatter, and that she makes sexual videos of herself, and people pay her to see them. Now, she must have been doing something sexual with the gun at the request of someone, and it was loaded and went off and shot herself in the vagina. She survived, though. Hmm. Well, good for her, I guess, uh, that she survived. Yeah. Bad for her that she shot herself uh, there. In the vagina. Yes. Have you ever in your... and Listen, I mean before Gina, not Mm -hmm. since. You ever ever do one of those cam girl things? Like watch a cam girl? Yeah, or subscribe to one or anything like that. I'd never understood the allure of the cam girl. Me neither. It's like it's real, but it's not real. Yeah, I I guess you can like have an actual conversation with the cam girl. I know, but it's still on a screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not interested. I'd be more in for the hooker, to be honest. She was a hooker. No, I'm just saying, like, if I was single Mm -hmm. and whatever, that's not the route I would go. The cam girl. No, I'd be more call call girl than cam girl. You want the girlfriend experience with a call girl. I don't want the girlfriend experience, just the night. They call it a girlfriend experience if they're if they treat you like they know you versus like you're a uh, a customer. How do you know that? Uh actually I got all I got all my information from uh, working with Jim Norton all these year, all those years. Sure you did. He was uh, someone who was very open about his uh, sexuality and well, I listen, appreciated so that. When you're running Twitter and you're making millions of dollars and I'm doing the podcast with uh, Mike Flegelman, yeah. I will make sure I pass all this along and I will tell him I learned everything from Al. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> Authorities, Jerry, have classified the incident as reckless conduct, and it is unlikely that Lauren will uh, get any charges pressed on her. Okay. Well, I hope that she did. She did it to herself. She did it to herself. Yeah. Right. So I hope it was worth it for whoever requested that. They're the ones that should be yes held liable. Yes, oh, of course. I like that, Jerry. Let's let's track them down. Let's track them down. <laughs> Can you imagine that shame? Being tracked down. What do you think is the most shameful thing you could get 
your name in the newspaper for? Like, what's the worst thing? It's got to be um, child. Uh, I was going to say child sexual assault. Yeah. Something like that. And then yeah. they say when you end up going to, you know, prison, you're like the worst. I saw a, did you see the thing on Jared from Subway the other night? No, I would have loved to see this. Was it 48? I forget what it was. Was it 48 hours? Really? They had the woman that basically brought him down. Is that right? Where she was, she taped the, the phone calls with this creep. No kidding. They played and, them? Yes. Oh, I need to see this. And he was trying to arrange um, her to bring him to a children's party so that, A, he could see her kids nude what? in another room, but then she could funnel kids to him. And she knew this was a setup on her end, so she wasn't really trying to do these things, was she? Well, she was still, you could tell she was still very uncomfortable on the phone. Yeah. Now, I missed the very beginning part of the show. I I got to it when she said how uncomfortable she was, knowing that, you know, she was talking about her kids with him. And then they were playing the tapes. I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that... Think about a guy that had the world by the, you know, the the balls at this point. I mean, what is what God? And, and and listening to him, Al, that's where you can tell there's something not right. You know, there's some chemical imbalance in your brain to think the way this guy was thinking. Mm-hmm. Did he sound like the Jared that we knew from the commercials? He sounded like a creep. He sounded Creeper. like someone that wants to be with small children. All right. I'm just telling. I mean, it was it was disturbing. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Forty eight hours. I think it was 48 hours on Friday night. I've been doing nothing but lying around the couch because of how I felt. So you I've must seen feel a lot lazy. of TV shows lately. Do you feel lazy? Because you don't like to lay around. Oh, I said that to my wife yesterday. So I got up yesterday. So also, this is the way everything went. I felt really good Thursday. And I was on the fence. Do I go in Friday to work with Sal or not? But I felt great Thursday for Thanksgiving. So I woke up. I went in Friday. I felt fine. I was fine Friday night. Woke up Saturday morning because um, I had Rutgers at UMass on Saturday afternoon. So I had a guy on Friday I was gonna, that was going to go do the game if I couldn't go. I'm like, I feel fine. Like, I'm good as long as, you know, the engineer's comfortable with me because I was sick on Tuesday and Wednesday. As long as they're okay with me, like, I'm going to come do the game. So I got there. I did the game. It was no problem. Everything was great. Then I'm driving home on Saturday night. And you know when you can start to feel like the tickle in your throat? Yes. I was somewhere in Connecticut in traffic, and all of a sudden, a little tickle. I'm like, oh, come on, not again. And by the time I got home, like, I just didn't feel right. I woke up yesterday morning, and my wife's like, well, at least you're home all day and you can rest. I'm like, I don't want to rest. I'm like, I got nothing to do today. There's no cowboys. I got things I want to do. Al, when I tell you by 1.30 watching that giant game, I wanted to shoot myself, I was miserable. I, I'm just not good at relaxing and not doing anything. You wanted to shoot yourself in the vagina, you were no, 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 no. Stop that. <laughs> so you, you had a drive to Massachusetts? I did because I wasn't sure. So on Tuesday, with the way I felt, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do the game. So I just said, I'll, if I'm going to go, I'll drive myself. How long does that take? It was three hours. It wasn't. A, it was actually. No, that's not terrible. It wasn't, and it was you know Saturday morning. It was actually quite enjoyable. It pleasant. Was it was a pleasant ride. It was. And then, um, but yeah, so Sunday I just rested all day, hoping that I would feel better. And I, middle of the day, I felt pretty good. I'm like, you know what, maybe I will go in tomorrow. And then all of a sudden, about 6 o'clock, I'm like, okay, not so good. And then I started coughing like crazy. That was only a three-hour drive. You didn't even get through one Joe Rogan podcast, you were saying. Uh, No, I would not have if I actually listened to one. I should have done that. But yeah, so. All right. Very strange. Well, we hope, we, we wish you the best, Jerry. 
Bogan, you know, Bogan from the radio station. Bogan. He texted me because he's out today. He says he's dealing with a similar thing. He was sick, he said, last Monday and Tuesday. Felt better the rest of the week and then woke up this morning. Feels terrible again. I don't know what that is. Me neither. We haven't been sick since I've known you, so. Yeah, I've uh, been very lucky lately. How would I know? How would you know? Here's another interesting story, Jerry. This uh, headline says, California town in foul mood over peacock infestation. Okay. There's a town in California called Tracy, California. It's been overrun by peacocks. Those colorful birds, Jerry, the peacocks. Well, how does that happen? Uh, this says they're gathering on people's lawns, porches, defecating all over the place, according to reports out there. Hmm. They okay. will make a home out of your home. You shoot them? Well, that's a good question. I know there's a Foulmouth, Massachusetts, because I just passed that the other day. Foulmouth? Yeah. They're, uh, these peacocks are reproducing and causing property damage, stomping on roofs. Let's see. Peacock. They stomp on roofs, Jerry. Trolls. The birds came from a local dairy, which has since closed. First started hanging around residential areas decades ago when families began feeding them. This is why you don't feed wild animals. I know. I know. I know There's now I know. 30 of them who won't leave, and they're not shy, according to people up people out there in California. Now, this was an issue in June as well. Is that right? Yeah, because I, I put up peacock bird troubles. Peacocking. <laughs> and so a story in June says trouble in L.A. County, too many peacocks. Yes, and the peacocks, while they are beautiful birds, you don't want them charging you or pecking at you. June 7th, why L.A. County is at war with peacocks. I've got a war with the uh, geese in my town of Bradley Beach, Jerry. There's geese poop. I don't understand. Like, the mayor's got to shut this down. I don't know I, what you do. What do you do? Well, they do have some things. They do have uh, they do have chemicals that they will put, that they will give either to the birds or put on the bird eggs so then they can't reproduce anymore. Oh, okay. It doesn't kill, doesn't kill animals that are already alive, but it's it does some sort of, I guess it's like a birth control pill for geese. Interesting. We need that because there's, there's uh, geese poop everywhere, and there's a lot of towns all over the country like that. Well, I do know, for instance, that um, golf courses deal with a geese problem yeah. big time, and that's why some of them will have dogs, and the dogs will run the you know yes. the golf course and get rid of the geese. Yeah. Yeah, the geese, uh, me and my dog go running by the geese. They barely pay attention. Oh really? Yeah. Well, but your but your dog's also not charging at them. She's not charging at them. That's right. I think the difference. I think there are specific dogs that will, you know, hunting dogs or attack dogs. Oh yeah, there are full on companies that just have dogs that go and deal with geese. My friend uh, works for a company out in Jersey with a big property, and he says that uh, they come like once every three months, chase the geese away. Then the geese are afraid to come back for a little while, and they eventually return. You got to get the dogs again. You know what I saw the other day? You talk about a company that does something like that. I saw driving the other day a truck. They I forget the name, what exactly the name was, but they called themselves the Pooper. Was it Pooper Scooper LLC? Yeah. They come to your home. Yes. To pick up after your dog. Yes. Well, isn't that a little lazy? We can't uh, do very that ourselves. Lazy. Yeah, but there was a guy who used to advertise on Howard Stern a long time ago. For real? Yeah, and they used to put the guy on because they thought it was such a unique business. He was a former. Uh, he was a former military guy, so he called his company Major Duty. I remember you bringing this up. Major Duty, and they will come to your house and clean up your poop. It's yeah, that is big lazy, business, to me. isn't it? I guess so. But I'm with you. That's like. 
unless you're so averse to picking up poop. Because I got to tell you, I'm somebody who's not interested in poop, as you know, Jerry. But when I have my dog, within two days, you, you're very used to just picking up poop. And it becomes no big deal. You put it in, you get it in the bag. It's easy. You don't even think about it. This guy is still around. Major duty? Yes. Yeah. In Allentown, New Jersey. Yeah, see that? Major duty. He was on, I'm telling you, he was on the Stern Show, Jerry, in like eight. 1989, 1990. That's amazing. Does it say how long he's been in business? Um, Picking up duty since 1989. Have you really? (laughs) (laughs) It it doesn't. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure how long he's been doing it. Major duty, yeah. Grooming, boarding, and dog waste removal. Yep. How about that? I'm major duty. It really goes to show that if if you have a plan... And if you stick with something, that you can make almost anything a business. Yes. Like this guy made a business out of picking up after animals that are owned by people that are too lazy to go in their own backyard to pick up after their dogs. Right. He just goes That's in their backyard. to me. Picks up the, scoops <laughs> up the poop. Sorry. Wow. All right. Well, shout what out, kind of business can we do? Shout out to Major Duty, Jerry. And think about this too. What are the startup costs? A pooper scooper? And some bags. And some bags. Nothing. Business cards. Yeah. And a graphic of major duty. I don't even know if you need business cards. I think at this point you just advertise on Facebook for That's like three dollars a day. That's true, Jerry. Major duty in the house. Wow. I, mean, I remember I did a Facebook ad for the Cornhole League once. Yeah. I think I spent sixty dollars for like a two week run. And I got, you know, dozens of emails. Is that right? And you know what's but you know what's interesting though? We talk about newspapers dying. Still, the biggest reception I've ever gotten in terms of emails and phone calls was when Jerry Carino from the Asbury Park Press came and did that story on the league I was doing. Is that right? Two years ago, it was before the pandemic, and I would say I got upwards of 50 to 60 emails from an article he posted. How about that? Yes, and it was what was interesting is because Cornhole, listen, the men that play are anywhere from, I would say, 30 to 90, basically. All the guys that were emailing and calling were all like 50 and older, and you could tell they really weren't into the internet. Right. They They're still the old the school newspaper. newspaper people. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's something, huh? Yeah. All right. So, all right, Jerry, right, let's uh, play the warm up show now. We'll all be right, back so here tomorrow. tomorrow. You'll be home again tomorrow. And then you're out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I, I am. Those are scheduled days scheduled off. Scheduled days off. CeeLo will be in here. But you'll be back tomorrow, Jerry, on a Tuesday. I have a, a, a very tough list to make this week for my. Uh, Fraudulent five, my top five favorite NFL teams at the moment. I think the Cowboys got to be off that list now. We're not sure. I'm going to hop. I'm going to have to take a look at the list. Chargers suck. All right. Well, Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. All right, Jerry. We'll see you tomorrow then. Right on. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) Wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Your official station to talk Jets, the fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Jerry, 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, here we go. It's 5.01. It is a new week. Hello, hello, hello. I see Al. I see you laughing. Blah, 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 blah. The Eddie Scazzeri, he's in the control room. What's up? All right, Al John Dukes, how are you? Jerry, where are you? Oh, man, I'm home again. What? Dude, this has been this has been awful. You got the Rona, Jerry? No, oh. I don't. I keep testing negative. Is I've that got right? to I've gone to the lab in the last 10 days, three times, negative, and I've got these Binax uh, Abbott tests at home, all negative, six times with that. So this was last Tuesday morning, I, I woke up feeling terrible. I was home Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday felt terrific. on th- I really felt great on Thanksgiving. Friday felt really good, went in, did the show. I was good Saturday morning, and then Saturday night, I started feeling not so good again, and then Sunday morning, I felt terrible again. You know what? You got to do that uh, butt swab test. That's I'm the real, not doing the butt swab test. That's the real accurate one. They say no. They, they did I, that for the Olympics. I will not do that. Well, then you don't. I guess you don't want an accurate test, then, Jerry. <laughs> You've you got to get it. Swab gotta, test. I think you just take the test that uh, they stick up your nose. You put it in your butt, Jerry, and then you send that in, and that it's a more accurate. Who thing. do I send it to? I don't know. Let's give it to the mailman. <laughs> right, with my Kohler guard. <laughs> yeah, give it to the mailman. Let him figure. He or she, Jerry, mailmen can be women as well. Yeah. Um, you uh, just hand it to the mail uh, carrier. I'll pass. Uh, and just say, this is a test <laughs> of the emergency the broadcast system. Please take care of this for me. <laughs> just give him a plain swab. Yes. Jerry, uh, Sal brought up an interesting point uh, near the end of his program where he was reading uh, people yelling at him on Twitter for talking too much baseball. And it is this always, Jerry, I've been in the sports radio industry here at WFAN for 14 years uh, in Tampa, Florida for seven years, all sports, Jerry. I'm locked into sports. And I still don't know what the right answer is when they go, you know, yesterday was NFL football. You get 30 million people watching each one of these games or something like that. Uh, then you got the Mets and Max Scherzer situation where it looks like he's coming to the Mets. And which is your lead story? What sure. do you talk about? Blah, 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 blah. I think the Mets and Max Scherzer because it's Max Scherzer. Unless you're a Yankee fan, then you don't care. Well, I mean, yeah, that is the problem. But let me ask you this. Yeah. If the Yankees signed Corey Seager last night, I think you would have led with that. Right. You know, I mean, that's part. And, and part of this is the fact that the Giants and Jets are terrible. And I know they both won. And that's great. The, that boy, that giant offense, woo! That was unbelievable, wasn't it, Jerry? When that game was three nothing at halftime, oh I wanted it to end that way. I actually took my TV off the wall and started to throw it out towards <laughs> the beach area. It was awful, dude. Yeah, I mean that they were setting football back fifty years. It was terror. It was hard to watch, and I'm thinking this is why we fired Jason Garrett. Oh, come on. Right, Awful. nothing changed, right, Jerry? No, nothing Who changed at all. They're Kitchens? not good. They did win, though, Jerry. Well, they did win because Jalen Hurts was terrible and Nick Sirianni's an idiot. With defense, Jerry. They did it old they school, did. giant style. But explain defense. to me this. There, how about the one drive? I think it was the third quarter. And at the time, it's I think it's 10 nothing. I forget. I think it was 10 nothing. I'm not sure. But whatever. It was a close game. And he's got a third. They are running the ball down the Giants' throat. They've got a third and two from the Giants' 40. Jalen Hurts can't throw for whatever reason yesterday. So he throws it on third down, and then fourth and two, throws it on fourth down. He's got no chance. What is he doing? I don't know what they're doing, Jerry. But here's the thing. Like, they, Jalen Hurts threw three picks, yes? Uh, Yeah. And the Giants got zero points off of 
those three points. All right, well, you got to take one away because the one was at the very end of the half, so they had no chance to score off that. But but technically, technically you can make um, the case they did score because the Eagles were on the whatever it was, the four-yard line. That was an easy three. But I get your point. The other turnovers, they got nothing from them. You got to convert to turnovers, Jerry. Yeah, now, I, I agree. They did uh, the Michael Strahan situation. They retired his jersey. John Mara did not speak because he didn't want to get booed. Again. Which is smart. Yeah, he was booed a few weeks ago. And then also over the weekend, uh, Ian Rappaport says that Dave Gettleman's out at the end of this year. I guess we Shocking. knew that, though, right? I, well, I would Do think with the that, way Jay? this year. I know they won, but with the way this year has gone, unless they're going to run the table and make the playoffs yeah. and things change. Like, even watching yesterday, and you're right, you said it. The bottom line is win the game. That's all that matters. 100%, and you can go back to the – to Matt Nagy on Thanksgiving, that was a terrible football game. But he needed a win in the worst way. The Bears won the game as ugly as it was. A win is a win is a win. You move on. You cross it off the list. I get that. But Saquon Barkley does nothing. It's almost like they don't even know how to use him. They barely run. They don't even run the ball with him. Like the first couple of series, he doesn't even get a carry. So, all right, first of all, you get Saquon Barkley. You pick him as high as you pick him. You don't do anything with him, and when he does play, he does nothing. Great. Move him to the side. Daniel Jones has not proven to be a first-round pick yet. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say, Jerry. The moves they've made receiving-wise have not panned out quite yet, have they? They have not, Jerry. So, you look at this team. They're 4-7, and seven, I guess it is now. They're going nowhere fast. They've done nothing since he's been here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say we kind of expect that at this point. And then the Jets are very similar, Jerry. They also won, which is shocking to have a Jets and Giants victory on a Monday. It sure is. They also did it with defense themselves. I was happy for Franklin Myers because if you remember, it was him that screwed up that game last week with the jumping off sides, if you remember correctly. I do remember that. Yeah, so for him to come back, not only have the interception early, but had a couple of big sacks I was happy for him. And good for you know what? Zach Wilson's been out. I know he wasn't great, but this is again, this is the difference now between the feeling you have between the Jets and the Giants. With the Jets, you feel like it's a build from the ground up and you want to see the quarterback make progress. And while he wasn't great yesterday, he wasn't they won. <laughs> so it's a little different feeling for me for the Jets figuring out a way to win on the road, even if it's ugly, as opposed to where the Giants are, because the Giants have a much, much better roster than what the Jets have. Now, I saw Zach Wilson limp off the field at one point. I was like, this guy just – now, he didn't miss any snaps. Right. But I was like, this guy just can't – he's always going to be hurt. It certainly seems that way. But he made it back in. So, I was uh, – uh, when I first saw him limping off, I go, this guy's leg is made of a pretzel stick, well, Jerry. Well, and I thought – it's funny you say that. I said the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater yesterday. You said a pretzel stick legs? Uh, I don't know if I said pretzel stick legs, but I said, this guy, he's so thin – and he seems brittle to me. And he goes out of that game in the Bronco game. I turn to my son, I'm like, this poor Teddy Bridgewater can't stay in a game to save his life. Yeah. Now, he did come brittle. back in and play. but Like a gingerbread man for the holiday season. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so the the Mets in this Max Scherzer situation, Jerry, I guess we, could we say, can we report here it's a done deal? We cannot. But we can. What? Re- but what we can say is it's being reported three years, $120 million. My sources say it's a done deal. My source is, is Eddie John Scazzeri. Morosi? No, Eddie Scazzeri. Oh. <clears throat> Eddie? Eddie's we were locked talking. in? Yeah, he, we're, we're, he's locked in on it. Interesting. You know what's so weird? Like, I don't know that I've been a Met fan too long. Uh, I just... I, I find myself not getting excited at excitable things because I expect him to come here and get hurt. 
I hear you. And that's my actual, like, I actually was like, let me, right before we signed on, Jerry, I go, let me check his statistics. Yeah. Max Scherzer. Last year, he was uh, 15 and 4. Yeah. I was like, mm, 2.46 ERA. And he's been dominant his whole it's career. Pretty exciting, I thought. Yeah. But yet, I don't find myself, I hear people getting hyped up. Oh, you know, Mets Twitter's going crazy. Sal is super excited. I'm like, oh, we'll see what happens. He'll come here. Let's see. I need to see domination when he gets here before I get excited about if it. If he pitches, he will. That's the question. And I don't know why he, he wouldn't, but I, I understand your feeling of being beaten down. And I think, for me, I would think DeGrom has done that to us. The fact that he, I mean, rarely pitched last year. Yeah. That, that's that been, it's like you can get excited, but the bigger key is, are they going to make 30 starts or are they going to make 15 starts and miss half the season? Yeah, not only that, but it's like Francisco Lindor. I mean, he was all right. Francisco Lindor played a terrific shortstop. He was putrid offensively, and that's not what he was in Cleveland. Right, so, and, that, and when we were getting him, we were all super excited, 100%, right? and yeah. rightly so, because he was that good. Like, you're getting Starling Marte. Really good player. He's got to go out and do it now for the Mets. He's center fielder, Jerry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are these other fellas the Mets got? I, uh, Mark Canna is from the A's. Mark Canna is his I name? I believe he played for the A's last year. I don't know a lot about him um, other than what I read. And Eduardo Escobar, I believe, is an infielder. So the real big one is Starling Marte. Uh, yeah, that that's the big one. And Because if you remember or if you saw on Friday, a lot of people on Twitter were mocking the Mets. Wow, Steve Cohen really killing it with Mark Hanna and Eduardo Escobar. Oh, is that right? And then six hours later, it was uh, Starling Marte biatches. <laughs> so they were mocking us for a little while. They were, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But not anymore. No, and if can't takes, mock now. No, if you end up with Marte and Scherzer, my goodness, that's quite the different team. They say that this is uh, someone else I was reading, I forget their the, the beat writer's name, saying that, uh, you know, the uh, Scott Boris clients. Could be this could be a new team, the Scott Boris Steve Cohen situation, much like what he did with his clients and the Nationals a couple years back. Never know, you know, and the Nationals won the World Series. I'm sick of that Scott Boris though, Jerry. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. Well, it's a good thing you don't live in Anaheim, because if you were watching the Angels every night, you would see him right behind home plate. Oh, is that right? He goes and sits behind home plate. He at does. These games? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's not the guy in the Marlins outfit, is he? Different guy? <laughs> no, he's not. I see that guy at a the lot. The guy of that games. hates Giannotti? Yeah. No. I see Marlins man at a lot of games. I didn't know if that was Scott Boris. Scott Boris is not Marlins man. <laughs> he is Scott Boris, a super agent who's probably worth a billion dollars himself now. Scott Boris the Spider. Think about that. What do you think he makes? Like four Boris? Would you say four percent on a contract? Yeah. Three percent, Jerry, four percent. Even three, even if it's one percent, I thought you're supposed to get ten percent if you're an agent. I don't think you get ten percent. That's what these broadcast agents steal from you. Um, sometimes from what I've been in my dealings with a few of them, it's been more like seven. You got an agent, Jerry? I don't. I've talked to several. Is that right? Mm -hmm. I've never heard anything more than seven or eight percent. Are you wooing them or are they wooing you? Uh, I've always gone and contacted them. I see. I only had one guy call me. Me too. Over all these years, you would think someone would want to represent me. I guess not. I guess not. I guess I'm a loser. I guess when I'm the warm-up show expands beyond an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Until then. Well, here's the thing. Or if you get paid for it. When we were talking about... Uh, <laughs> what, what's 10% fair point, of nothing, Eddie? Huh, Eddie? <laughs> we were talking about, oh, you know, do you talk... Is Max Scherzer the dominating story today on WFAN? Is it Jets, Giants? Is it NFL? 
That's the best part about having a one-hour show. You could hit all the topics in one hour. Could you imagine if you have four hours? You really have no. time to hit all the topics. Four hours. That's what I mean. It's like this is this is the skill that I don't have as a being on the radio, which people do. There are PV people who will talk about Max Scherzer today for four hours. What are you saying? Well, I we think know? if you if you do that, you're taking phone calls. You're going to bring someone on that knows him a little bit. I mean, it's not just talking about him for four. You're not doing a four-hour podcast. But listen, everyone who's a Met fan wants Max Scherzer, right? Yeah. Okay. We know he's a dominant player. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got to do it when he comes here. That's it. We're done talking. Well, then what's the point of us doing what we do then? I don't know. That's like that's like saying, "All right, we saw the Giants. They're not good. They're four and seven. They won yesterday. What does it mean?" All right, we're finished with that. <laughs> that Next. sounds like a bad philosopher. It's well, it's yeah. I mean, it's no, a I bad just, theory. We listen. We're serving the fans that want to hear about it and talk about it. But there's the, the thing you've heard about it. I just told you, the Look, Mets are probably getting Max Scherzer. Here's the best what way. What else I can, do you want? Here's the best way I can put it. Back in the day. As when I before I worked at the radio station, yeah. as a Cowboy fan, when the Cowboys would play the Giants, okay. if they won, I couldn't wait to turn on the radio the next day just to hear their talk shows talk about them and or even talk badly about the Giants. But to hear them just hear Cowboys, I don't know what it is. Again, you got to be you love Bruce Springsteen. I we love sports. It's different. You know? No, no, we, I just don't know what people. It's like we just want to hear it. It's like when people go, "You guys didn't mention South Africa won the World Cup," it's like, but you know, you're calling to tell me South Africa won the World Cup. You know it. Yeah, there's something about just wanting to hear a score and actually wanting to hear some conversation about your team. I don't know what it is. I can't describe it, but I also can't describe why we care so much. Like, explain to me why a grown man, and if if not for these grown men, and I'm one of them myself, if not for these grown men that have their days ruined because a whole bunch of strangers on a field you're not at loses a football game, if not for them, we don't exist. No, no, I can't I, explain it. No, no, I, I do understand that part. I understand the talking about the NFL games that went on uh, yesterday. There's a lot of great games. People were betting on them. Sure. People were rooting. It's this idea of, like, when your team, who's currently not playing the Mets, is going to get a big player. We know now that's probably going to happen. Right. The next thing to hear is that it has happened. I don't know how people talk about that for four hours. Excited about it. Have you ever heard of hot stove baseball? I have heard of hot stove baseball. That's all it is. People are just, you know what, they're they're into it. The Mets have not been a great team uh, for a while. Yes, they went to the World Series in 15 and the playoffs in 16. But they haven't been a great team in a long time. And I think the fans, when you see, again, you're right about the injuries, 100%. I'm with you. But when you see on paper DeGrom, Scherzer, 1-2, I think Met fans get excited. That's all, and they just want to talk about it. It's their outlet because here's what here's what's going to happen or not going to happen. Right. Their wife doesn't want to discuss it. <laughs> That's fair, Jerry. So they turn to us. Right. They want to hear it. That's all. So I get what you're saying. There's not, there's not a whole lot to, quote, unquote, break down. I hate that phrase, but... I understand, but I do think the Met fans are super excited right now. I think I know what you mean, Jerry. So, like, when I go to Thanksgiving dinner and I want to break down some controversial political topics and my family's not interested. Right. I would then listen to other people on the radio break it down. 100%. I got it now, Jerry. No question. You made it make sense to me. There's a lot of things people don't want. Not for nothing. I don't want to talk about sports when I'm out. I know that sounds crazy. Because that's your business, Jerry. Well... 
It, because we do it for, well, we, me and you, for five hours every day. Yeah. And then I'm listening for another hour until 11. It's like the last thing I do when I want to walk out is, how about that Met game last night? Oh, how about it? We just talked about it for five hours. I have a lot of people ask me, what does Boomer think about things? They'll go, what does Boomer think about this Listen Zach Listen to him. Wilson? He's on for 20 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> what does Boomer think about this Daniel Jones situation? That's funny. All right, we got to take a break. All right, Jerry. We are off and running. It's 517. It's the warm-up show. We take it to six. It's a football winner Monday, or is it a max Monday? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo, they'll discuss it all at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 25 after 5, warm-up show till 6 o'clock. Can I ask you something before you bring in your next topic? Oh, yes, Jerry. So I know you watched a lot of the Giant-Eagle game yesterday. I assume you watched a lot of the Cowboy game on Thanksgiving with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Can you please explain to me how the NFL is officiated? Because I'm seeing defensive players rapping, hand-fighting, really all over the league yesterday. And the pass interference calls on Thursday, which while I get by the book, were probably right. I'm seeing, I saw so much worse yesterday. It's mind-numbing to me. Yeah, I just, if you go by the book, you could call pass interference on almost anything. Exactly. You're not supposed to have contact after five yards. Right, and you see it none. There was one play yesterday with the Eagles. He, he basically hugged Kenny Galladay. And there's nothing called. Yeah, it's just I, I don't understand it because I'm a by-the-book guy, Jerry. If there's a rule, if there are rules, there are rules. There is no exceptions to rules. There are rules. If I see any contact beyond five yards, I'd be calling penalties. That's the only way you stop it. You know what I like? Consistency. Yes. And the NFL is so inconsistent with their officiating crews, it makes me it, – it's like the – it's like – uh, plate umpires in baseball. All right. Each guy's got their own strike zone. Yeah, no, no. Stupid. The strike zone is the strike zone. Exactly. That's why we need robot umpires, Jerry. It drives you nuts. Robot it really does. Refs, robot umpires. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, as soon as I saw as soon as I saw one touch beyond five yards, penalty. Yeah. Well it's what it's supposed to be. That's how we played two hand touch in the street, Jerry. You could bump a guy off the line, but once you got beyond five yards, you couldn't grab him. Well, you could because there's no referee. Well, you refereed, you policed yourself, Jerry. <laughs> and then fights ensued. Jerry, I made a list of three weird teams in the NFL. Okay, only three, huh? Well, the, uh, uh, there's a lot. These are the top three weird teams. Fair enough. All right, because I watched again watching this football, and I don't know what's going I, I There's like three consistent teams in the NFL. And the damn Patriots are one of them again. Yeah. There are three, though, Jerry, weird teams in the okay. NFL. The first weird team in the NFL is the L.A. Chargers. Agreed. I don't know what they are. Right. They were awful yesterday. And it kind of reminded me of, Jerry, you know I love football in the 1980s and sports in general in the 80s. Yeah. I remember Air Coriel and Dan Fouts and Charlie Joyner and Wes Chandler and Kellen Winslow, the one of who course. doesn't touch himself in parking lots, the father who was a good player. Right. Like, they were a great team that never won anything in the playoffs, right? They never went to the Super Bowl. The, this Charger team, to me, is very similar. Like, 
what is their problem? They're why they're they're just weird. I don't know what I'm getting with them every week. Sorry. You're right over there, Jerry. No, Do I I'm need not. to see him send a medic? To be honest, I'm not okay. You're not um, good. Well, here's I would say this. You're watching them yesterday. They played in Denver. Right. It Which is also from, a weird team. Like any time San Diego played in a cold weather city, I don't care who they were. I felt like they had no chance. All right. I thought they'd be better yesterday because of Justin Herbert. They were terrible. And it was that to me was a boring game to watch as well. Um, I agree with you. I don't know what they are because from one week to another, you think they could make a Super Bowl run, and then they look yes. awful. So okay. I agree with you on that one. You're hundred. You're hundred percent right on that one. Second weird team, Tennessee Titans. Yes. Don't know what they are. Me neither, because they're another team you thought had you know the Super Bowl uh, written all over them, and then all of a sudden, I mean, they got. I couldn't believe the final score yesterday. Thirty-six yeah. to thirteen, and yeah. I know it was a closer game than that. But my goodness! Plus, they lost to the Jets earlier this year. That's right. I they had another about bad that. loss too to like a not a good team last week. Houston, Houston, right, right, right. The right. Texans beat them <gasps> in right, Tennessee. Right, right, weird team. And my Very third of the weird teams, and there are many weird teams. I'm just giving you top three, Jerry. Top okay. three weird teams. L.A. Rams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know they played the Packers. Here's what I would say about them. Excuse me. I'm dying today. I would say when you look at Matthew Stafford, they are a turf team or a warm city team. So even yesterday, and I know that I'm sure the Packers do it too, but to me it's a bad look when a team from L.A., when you see them on the sideline, they they wrap their parkas around them like yeah. they're playing in Alaska. It wasn't that bad yesterday in Green Bay. And I, I don't know. I, I never felt like they had a chance to win that game. That was another one where it was like Aaron Rodgers' day and the Packers were going to figure out a way to win, and they did. And they scored some points, and Beckham had the one catch, but the game was over at that point. So even with even at the end, they're down by 11. Explain to me this. Maybe you were off the game at this point. Oh, no, I was on it, Jerry, because there was only three late games. Okay, right, exactly. Third and two, you're about a minute to go. No timeouts left. Yeah. Why are they running the ball? I don't know what they were doing. Spike the ball, kick the field goal, and then try and figure out the onside kick, where if you get it, you actually have some time left. And they had per- perhaps the worst attempt at an onside kick I've ever I was, seen. I, yeah, that was that was brutal. It was basically like, here, take it. Like, don't you want, as part of the onside kick, the ball to get, make a yes. weird bounce? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they usually tee it up upright and then kick the top of it so you get that strange bounce. He kicked it like he was trying to push a bowling ball down the alley. <laughs> that's actually pretty good, yes. Yeah, it was pretty, It was awful. I guess the theory being maybe you get the maybe you get the guy in the Packers to charge it and he kicks it or something. I don't know. I thought it was terrible. It was so easy. So those are my top three weird teams. Chargers, Titans, Rams, weirdos. Yeah, and, and the rest of the league is weird. Those are the top ones, but the rest of there's very little consistency. The yes. Packers have been pretty consistent. The Patriots, after starting two and four, have been as consistent as. How about the Dolphins have won a bunch of games yeah. in a row now? I and see they play. They're in they the, the Giants this week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, in Miami. They've won. Uh, they were one in seven or something. They won five in a row. Is that four right? Four in a row. Uh, Eddie's telling me he's a yeah, Dolphin. Four in a row. Well, they'll win five in a row when they beat the Giants this week. Maybe. Okay. We'll see. That's in Miami. A goo, goo, goo. Yeah, it's it's been a strange year. The Seahawks are terrible. You know, the, the, the NFC East is bad. You think the Cowboys are good. They're not. The Chiefs have been – it's funny. The Chiefs are in first place. You think the Chiefs are a great team this year? No. Right. So it's one of those years when you look – even just looking at, like, the wild card race yesterday, the amount of 
five and five teams, five and six, six and five, yep. five. And how about the Bengals? What they did to the Steelers yesterday? Dismantled them, Jerry. And and listen, I don't think the Steelers are very good this year. I don't think anybody would argue with that. They're a very mediocre team. But to lose in that fashion, yeah, that, that game was, was a like, joke yesterday. That was like thirty-one-three at the half. Yes, and could have been worse. Yeah, could have been worse. You know what I was happy to see? I didn't like, uh, you know, like when when uh, Cam Newton returned to that week and he scored a touchdown. I'm back. Yeah, how's that going? Yeah, <laughs> your back is right. He you was were, he was brutal. Five of twenty-one with two interceptions. Well, I'm back. Not only that, he only threw for ninety yards. Yes. Yeah. Goodbye. I see you. I know. Now they have a bye week, and Matt Rule says that uh, Cam Newton will get the start after the bye week. Okay. Whatever. There's another example, though. Yeah. In my opinion, like I think Matt Rule's a good football coach. I really do, and that's not based on anything other than, you know, what I've read and you know how, what his career has been. They, you, if you don't have good players, you're not winning. And they've got a, you know, they got a couple of receivers that are good, and they got Christian McCaffrey. But if your quarterback play is poor. That nullifies what you have on the outside. If you've got a great quarterback and no receivers, it nullifies what the quarterback does. And defensively, they're, it's like, eh, you know, not great. Do you think I could get good odds or not great odds for the Patriots to make it to the Super Bowl? I think right now the odds are going down. I think you could have gotten incredible odds a yeah. couple of, even a couple of weeks ago in the midst of even a two- or a three-game winning streak. Right now... I would think I could be wrong. Well, we can check our apps. I would think they've got to be one of the top two or three teams in the AFC now, odds wise, right. to make the Super Bowl. Right, they're eight and four now. Yeah, that guy's going to be back in there again. This he Bill might be freaking Belichick, and he might be there against Tampa. <sighs> like it's pos- that win for the Bucks yesterday. A fun game, number one. Yes. B that showed me a lot because that seemed like the Colts game the entire. It is one of those games, kind of like to me the Cowboys and Raiders. I thought the Raiders deserved to win on Thursday, even though I didn't care for the calls because they kind of led throughout. It's like when a team comes back late, it's like, eh, all right. I mean, great, nice win, good come for you, but it's like the other team blew it after you know leading for the uh, for much of the day. The Colts played so well, I thought, for a large portion of that game. And for the Bucks to come back the way they did, that's a quality win. That lived up to its cool games uh, pre-game status. Yeah, it did. I, I totally agree with you. That was uh, that was actually a fun, cool game, no yeah. doubt. And how about your dude? I know you probably talked about this on Friday with Sal. You, that dude on the Cowboys, number Anthony thirty, Brown. Yeah. the cornerback. Yeah, oh gosh, that dude was just a, a flag on him every play. Pass and it over here, pass it over here. Well, and I was thinking of you on Thursday, and I even mentioned you on Friday when I was working with Sal. That was one of those games where your offensive philosophy would have been right. Just drop back and throw it fifty yards down the field because every other time you do, they're going to call a, they're going to throw a flag. Yes. And I thought two of the four, no question. I mean, no doubt. I mean, you got to throw the flag. But there was one in the end zone where his arm gets interlocked as they're running. I mean, give me a break with the I mean, it was nonsense. And yeah. then the one at the end again, textbook. Okay, I guess so. But he doesn't even make contact with the receiver. The ball hits him in the back. It's a terrible throw, and you're rewarding the other team for a bad play. I just, I just, and it decides the game for God's sakes. It it's was not ugly, even like Gary. he ran through him. Ah, oh, awful. I felt bad for. Him. I'm watching a infomercial about prostate medication. It's very disturbing what goes on with the prostate. I don't want to know. It's old, older. I do not want to know. It tightens up, and then it, it's like a creek. That uh, <laughs> it's like a creek. It's like a creek that gets 
you know, like a lot of uh, stuff gets in the creek and yes. then it doesn't flow as great. I totally understand. My goodness. All right, well, let's do this. Well, All it's right. funny, actually, because I had a coughing fit last night that lasted. You can ask my wife. She came in at one point and said, are you dying? I said, I might be. <laughs> um, that lasted from about 7 o'clock until 11. And I oh. tried to go to sleep at 7 o'clock. Four-hour coughing It was fit. unbelievable. And then here's the best part. When you talk about the prostate, about 9.30, I finally seemed like it had settled down and I was falling asleep. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom. The prostate said, hello. <laughs> Got up, went to the bathroom, started coughing again. <laughs> it couldn't be. I'm telling what a terrible night. All right, we're going to take a break. It is 536. We still have a lot more to do. It looks like Max Scherzer might be coming to the Mets. It's certainly pointing in that direction. Jets and Giants won. This is a winner Monday, and we've got Boomer. Talk about two winners, Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a little live here on a Monday. If you don't mind, I have a couple things I want to mention, which is going to lead to a compliment of you. Oh, yeah, then definitely. Please, Jerry. <laughs> so I wish, I really do, I wish I was quicker in life uh, and on Twitter as well because a couple of things here that uh, I found interesting. One, uh, Max Scherzer, this $40 million a year offer from the Mets, which is out there, three years, $120 million, and someone basically posted, could you imagine – Someone offers you $40 million a year for three years, and you're like, eh, let me think about it. You know, I'll get, get back to you in the morning on that believe, Yes, which is pretty much what he's doing, which is interesting. Two, I like this one. So Rockets guard John Wall posts a workout on Instagram with the hashtag free me. I guess he doesn't want to play in Houston anymore. Frank Isola responds, in a related story, the Rockets front office held up a copy of John Wall's contract with the hashtag free us. <laughs> he makes $43 million a year. And he wants out, Jerry. And he wants out, which, I, I, okay. I mean, these guys are so spoiled, it's insane. That is unbelievable. And then brings me to you, oh. because I, it's funny, I saw the Colts helmets, and I said to my son, like, what the hell happened to the horseshoe? And I, I didn't come up with anything clever. <laughs> I saw you post, boy, someone should get fired because they put the, the logos in the wrong spot. Yeah, they had the two uh, horseshoes in the back of the helmet. I thought that was really funny. Thank you, Jerry. So those three things, I'm like, damn it, why couldn't I come up with any of those three? Nice. So well done, Al. Jerry, do you think so? Max Scherzer's uh, looking at what forty million dollars a year to come yeah. to the Mets. Yeah. Do you think right now, like I was thinking about this, is if this was my situation and I was Max Scherzer, right? Right. So, like you said, first of all, the fact that he's got to think about it is funny. But in that time that you're thinking about it and even agreeing to it before you sign the paper, like, I would not be moving from my bed or my couch right now if I was him. Sure. I wouldn't exercise for fear of getting hurt. I wouldn't walk down a flight of stairs. I wouldn't get in an automobile. I would not be moving. I wouldn't eat anything I could choke on. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? You've well, got to be careful. I think here's the one, here. All right, here's the one problem with your theory. All right, Max Scherzer is how old? Not sure. All right, if I had a guess, I'm going to say Max Scherzer, and I, this is just a guess. I'm going to say he is 31. I'm going to guess 33. Okay, so that's fine. 
31, 33, whatever. He's already made $86 million. Now, granted, is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Granted, 120 doubles it. My point is, he's not poor. Oh, so this he's 37, actually, Jerry. Is he 37? Oh boy, we're getting old, fella. Wow. Max Scherzer's 37? 37. An old Damn. fella there, Jerry. Uh, you know what? Yeah. That actually blows me away because if I would have said Max Scherzer's been pitching for you know eight or nine years, not 15. Wow, that's unbelievable. Why? Now we're getting an old guy here, Jerry. Uh, well, no, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that. We see uh, guys you know everywhere these days making a lot of money, so that's not necessarily true. Wow, he's 37. Jerry, I'm going to need a song to welcome Max Scherzer when it's official. I mean, he's made more than $85 million. I'm looking at the wrong thing. My point is, he's made a fortune in his career. So, yes, you can put him in glass if you want. He'll be just fine. If he never pitches again, he's never going to have to work a day in his life. I do like when Boomer says sometimes, like when you when you argue about a guy, you know, making $30 million who is not producing or doesn't, and Boomer goes, they only have a short window to make their money. I, d- <laughs> right, yes, and he's right. He's 100% right. Here's what bothers me about that statement, and it, this is the difference between the pro-athlete mentality and the everyday working person mentality. If he never pitches again or plays football again, I'm sorry, are they not capable of going and getting a job? Or make your $30 million and, I don't know, save some of it? I mean, give me a break. I hate when I hear that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Good. They've got a talent that allows them to make a lot of money. Well, last time I checked, if they get hurt and they can't play again, it doesn't preclude them from actually earning a living doing something else like every other working stiff in this world. Yeah. I mean, please, just because you're good at it. You know how many guys are really supremely talented that never get discovered? Well, where's their right to make $200 million? Like so, me. You gotta, yes, you got to strike while the fire is hot, but sometimes it doesn't work out. And, oh, well, go work like us. Jerry, if you could figure out a, a a word in a like a chorus of a song that rhymes with Max or Scherzer, I'm gonna need a song. And I I've been I went on the rhyming dictionary. Nothing cool was coming up. No, huh? Blacks, no. backs, tracks. Yeah, stacks. nothing great. Nothing that like that jumped out at me. You know what I'm saying? Jerry? I would agree. Nothing great. Yes, that is very. But true. I need something to welcome this guy. Yeah. No. No doubt. You know what I'm His saying? His last contract was seven years, two hundred and ten million dollars. I think he's fine. So you think even if he falls down a flight of stairs today before signing the deal with the Mets, he'll be fine money wise going forward. He will be just fine. I still can't believe he's thirty seven. I don't know what I was thinking. Hmm. Interesting. Jerry, in uh, more NFL news that we covered uh, earlier, we, you know, we talked about that Bucks colts game where the Bucks won 38-31. Now, at halftime, the Bucks were down 24-14. Yeah. Leonard Fournette put the team on his back. He was amazing. First of all, he scored four touchdowns, and when they were down 24-14 at the half, he gave an inspirational halftime speech that got the Bucks. Back in action. So funny you say that. Did you were you on red zone when they were showing the Panthers linebacker that was ripping his oh, defense? Yes. And then they go back to the game five minutes later and they're given a big play after big play and they show him I think it was number fifty three. And after like a fifteen yard pass play on a third down, he just put his head down and <laughs> shook his head. It's like, like I, well that didn't work. Yeah, I guess my impassioned speech didn't make it. <laughs> no, it did not. No, it didn't. Then another dude on the box, that Vita Vea. Vita Vea, yes. Vita Vea. Tooth. 
got his tooth knocked out. And he thought it was funny. He laughed it right off, Jerry. I know. He's running around. He's got blood dripping out of his mouth. Ugh. That's a big Hawaiian fella that they uh, drafted, right? Yeah. Vita Vea. Now, uh, Bruce Arians, after the game, said he didn't care that uh, his tooth got knocked out because he's got 30 other ones. That that Now, that's a man right there. I'm a man. I'm 40. He'll be just fine. Well, by the way, explain to me. I saw it on the show sheet, and I just saw the headline. Oh, all right, Jerry. A hockey player had his finger bit? Well, L.A. Kings' Brendan Lemieux, he was ejected after Brady Kachuk? Kachuk? Kachuk. Of the senator, Kachuk of the <laughs> you senators. Keith Kachuk. I have heard of him. Is that <laughs> I, his brother? I, yes, same family, I believe. Uh, it says that uh, his finger was bit by this <laughs> Brendan Lemieux, and he was bleeding from the finger. What an animal! I, I love this insult he gave him after the game. He called him "quote a complete brickhead." That's it, huh? <laughs> I would have gone a little bit harder than that. I've never heard someone called a brickhead. I a lunatic. An animal, something, a brickhead. You brickhead. Well, you big unless, brickhead. unless he said the other word and they were cleaning it up. Oh, no, I, I don't think know. he said brickhead. I don't no. know why. Well, I guess like a big uh, big lumphead or whatever, a brickhead. I do have a suggestion for All you. All right. This is from my friend Alan who texted oh, me Alan. for you. Frankie goes to Hollywood, relax, and go with he's Max. He's Max, don't do it. That's not terrible. Not terrible. I did bring that one up before because I punched in things that rhyme with Max and Relax came up. And then oh, I went okay. to Spotify, typed in Relax, and that came up. I just, you know, I need something it. from within the past, you know, not 50 years back. I need something. I still can't believe he's 37. Yeah, he's 37. We are we always get the old guys, Jerry. Then they'll be like, well, he's on the back end of his career. Well, Justin Verlander's older. He's done well, although he didn't pitch last year. Now, Marcus Stroman doesn't think the Mets are going to resign him. I, I guess I don't know. I don't Good. know what Steve Cohen thinks of him. He blocked us all on Twitter anyway. Not me. I've never. I've what? not been blocked yet. No, I've not been blocked oh, yet. Oh man, if Marcus Stroman's hearing this, you better block Jerry. He's very mean on Twitter. Yeah, no, that was. Um, and I see there's some controversy with Stroman. What did he about do now? using an ethnic slur? Uh, yeah, I just saw mean? that from overnight. He used the slur. Uh, supposedly, he, he no, no. Let me rephrase that. All oh, right, that he liked. A tweet. This kind of goes back to our conversation last week about liking or retweeting. Oh, okay. He liked a tweet where someone used an ethnic slur. Got it. So I, you know, who would even know. find that? I don't know. One of the baseball writers found it and screenshotted it. Is that know. right? All right, let's take a break. When we come that. back, we'll who, wrap who, it up. Who we'll screenshotted it? I need to see that, Jerry. Uh, I'll send it to you. Uh, Boomer and Geo come up next right now in Odyssey Sports Minute. Big college football news with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. If you're just waking up, it looks like the Mets are close to signing Max Scherzer. We'll see. Let's not get nuts. Giants and Jets won. The Devils won. Islanders were postponed because of COVID reasons. They were supposed to play the Rangers yesterday. What else, Al? Jerry, see Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's got an injured pinky toe. Yes, which he said was not COVID-related. Oh, it was not a COVID toe. <laughs> and but, but he was saying that uh, that they might get it surgery on it during the season. It's a pinky toe. I'm sure he can play uh, with it. Uh, well, I think they've got a bye week coming up. So he would do it, then the bye week. I don't know if he would miss a game, or, but uh, he said he'd be back for the Bears game. Which is when? Is that their next game? I didn't really go that far into it, Jay. <laughs> I just found it odd. Like, he played clearly well yesterday. Yes. On the bad pinky toe. 
lot so, of pain, Al. So why not? Hold on, I'm getting beat up, Jerry. Sorry. Well, Boomer's in. So why not just keep playing on your bad pinky toe and then uh, February get your pinky toe fixed? Their next game is the Bears on December 12th. What about this, Jerry? Wrap the pinky toe. You could do that, or you could just play on it and deal with it at the end of the season. Or you could have uh, Brady Kachuk bite it off. Yeah. Man up. Was it him? Man <laughs> up and clip your toe. You could clip the toe. No, Kinder Chuck got bit, Jerry. It's not Kinder Chuck, it's Kachuk. <laughs> WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.